Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the True Creator Podcast. I am your host, Allison Holly, and I'm so excited to finally be started doing this. I have been wanting to record these podcasts for a while, and just now I'm getting the chance and the inspiration to do it. Um, and so a little bit about me, my history, in case we haven't met. Um, I went through an awakening in 2012. I'll talk about that in a little bit. And um, I'm also an author. Um, I do intuitive work, so I'm a channel, a conscious channel, and, um, I'm also, you know, so I'm able to connect with people's energy and their energetic story and their energetic, um, blueprint and their life purpose, uh, when I go into a deep state of meditation. And when I go really deep in my meditation, that's what I referred to as trance channeling, because at that point, I'm able to really clearly hear and sense and feel and see all sorts of information. Um, and oftentimes, that information comes from other multidimensional beings. Uh, many, many times it comes from my higher self. So I'll do an episode specifically on channeling um, very soon. You'll probably hear it in the next couple episodes because people ask me about that a lot. So I'm a conscious channel, which means I am aware of what's going on around me for the most part. And I'm aware of what information is coming to me. I'm awake. Um, I don't go, you know, I don't leave my body at all. I don't, um, leave my consciousness. I'm conscious the whole time. Um, that I'm channeling. So that is something that I do. I also work a lot with sacred sexuality and just in general sexuality. Um, one of the things that I really love about my personal path is that I'm not just in the spiritual realms. I've really done a lot of work to ground and to be part of the human experience. Um, however, I have a high level of consciousness, meaning that I see on multiple dimensional planes always. And I can't really let go of that. After my awakening, I'm not really able to um, unsee what I've seen or unknow what I have experienced um, within myself. And so, you know, I live this human existence very much as a human, but very aware at the same time. And I find that to be a fascinating process um, because so often when we're in the spiritual community or when we've had an awakening, we place these expectations on ourselves um, that say that we need to be one way or the other, that we need to sort of, you know, be 
be in the world, but not of the world. And I actually don't feel that. I don't believe that. Um, it hasn't been my experience as to what brings me the most fascination and joy in my life. And so I really run the full spectrum from very, very human. And sometimes I really mess up and I'm very human. Um, to, you know, a high level of consciousness that I would say, um, where I'm very aware of what's going on multidimensionally and I can bring forward information that's all, you know, really, really far out there. Um, so I enjoy being able to practice being multidimensional. Um, and one of the ways that I practice that is through diving into the sexuality realms as a human. And so I not only bring through um, channeling, bring through multidimensional awareness about what our sexual energy bodies are doing, but also I'm just fascinated with the way that humans connect on a sexual level, uh, including myself. And so sometimes I'm just very human with my um, sexual awareness and the things that I talk about there. So, you know, just to give you kind of a background on me really briefly. Um, and so I want to answer the question, why am I doing a podcast? Um, I had an experience, I guess it was six months ago at this point, and I was actually microdosing on mushrooms. Um, and for just to give you a brief background, for those of you who don't know, when you microdose, you don't do a full psychedelic dose, you take a smaller amount um, over the course of, you know, a few days or a few weeks. And I decided to try this. It was really calling to me, actually. And so I um, happened upon some that my friend gave me and I was microdosing. And one of the insights that came to me uh, during microdosing, I was asking myself this question, why do I share? You know, I sort of got into this contemplative place of why do I share? What's the point? Why am I sharing my story constantly? Why am I, you know, sharing different things about um, the insights that I have? And I went through all of these different answers. I went through all of these different possibilities. Is it because I love humanity? Yes, but that actually had nothing to do with it. Um, and so I went deeper. That kind of alarmed me, actually, that I wasn't sharing because of my love for humanity. And and then I went deeper. Is it because I want to be of service? And it wasn't that. And, you know, these discoveries alarmed me a little bit, but I went deeper and what I discovered was I am compelled to share. I'm compelled to share because I know things. And we all have our areas that we're very, very adept in, that we're very knowledgeable in, that we're very experienced in. And the area that I'm experienced in is consciousness. The area that I'm experienced and very aware in, and therefore so compelled to share is awakening consciousness. That is my area. <laughs> and I am compelled. I'm compelled because it's like a fire hose of information that's always coming through me. And I need, I have a deep desire to share that, 
to express that because it's running through me. And if I don't, it feels uncomfortable. It, it feels like I'm not alive. It feels like I'm not, um, moving forward with who I am. And so I'm compelled to share what I know. But also, I do have a deep love for humanity, and I do have a desire to connect with people and to be a part of this awakening process that's happening globally, multidimensionally. It is so fulfilling to me to do that. And so with this podcast, I'm going to be sharing so many different topics. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I really like to run the full spectrum from very, very human to, um, very multidimensionally conscious. And so I'm going to be sharing across that whole spectrum. So I don't really have rules around what I'm going to be sharing. And in fact, that leads me to my next point, which is I am writing my second book right now. And my second book is all about play. So interestingly enough, I received this inspiration about a year ago. Um, it just came to me, study play. That's what your next book is going to be about. And so right now I'm studying play <laughs> so that I can write my next book on it. And I'm excited to share with you as I make these discoveries what this book is going to be about because the way that books come to me, the way that they're written by me is that I receive the information piece by piece, sort of like I'm um, walking along stepping stones. And with each piece, I actually have to learn it and integrate it into my life so that I know what I'm writing about. So it's always a revelation throughout the entire process for me, which makes it really exciting. And I love the process. Um, and so bringing it back to play, the reason that I brought that up is because one of the hallmarks that I've discovered around play is that we have to let go of our rules because rules are these constructs that are from the mind and rules keep us within a predetermined set of performance, a predetermined way of moving through life. And so we have to let go of those rules in order to play. And so I'm really going to be playing with this podcast. I'm going to talk about whatever I feel like talking about, which is very new for me because I do like to have that structure. And that's something that I've kind of worked worked with, I was going to say through, but I'm working with in my life. It's part of my human nature to want to have sort of these confines that we operate in. And um, I'm sure many of you identify with that and feel me on that one. And so one of the things that I'm discovering through my own personal awakening process is how to let go of those rules and to really play. So I'm going to be talking about whatever I feel like talking about. Um, and I'm going to be, you know, sharing about whatever is shooting through me at that time, whatever I'm feeling compelled to share. So speaking of my second book, I want to tell you about my first book, which is called The Era of the True Creator. And if you have not heard of that book before, if you haven't read it, I would love if it's, if it's resonating with you, if you wanted to pick that up. Um, 
I personally find it to be a really incredible book. And I feel like I can say that because a lot of it was channeled information. So I'm not taking credit for all of it. Um, putting it together was really on me. Bringing the information through was a fun process that I got to be a part of. And so much of the information that came through was channeled directly from different guides, from different um, multidimensional guides. So The Era of the True Creator, and that's available on Amazon. Um, you can also write to me. You can email to, email me and I will send you a copy. Um, I just want you to be able to have it if it speaks to you. So um, yeah, I published that book last year in March and I've been moving forward, like I said, into my next book, into my new discoveries, which has been so much fun. Um, but I want to share my background and my story with you in case uh, you haven't ever, you know, we haven't met or you haven't heard my story. Um, something that's interesting, though, about stories, especially if you're someone like me who meets a lot of people and People are, you know, quite often asking me, well, how did you get to this place? Why are you doing intuitive work? How did you come into this? And I find myself telling my story again and again to a place where it just becomes something that I'm pulling from memory and not necessarily from deep within. And so what I want to do differently as I share my story with you this time for this moment of the podcast is I want to bring it forward from what's important to me right now. So what's important to me right now is to share with you that this awakening journey is so fucking incredible. It is so incredible. And the one thing that I really want to share with you is if you decide to trust yourself and allow yourself to move forward in whatever's calling to you, in whatever is showing itself to you, and you really trust yourself and just let go and trust the process, you are going to be amazed at what happens. And it's not easy. It's really not always easy. I can't promise any of that. But if you are going through an awakening, or even if your awakening happened a while ago, and you're needing to be re-inspired in your life, and you're wanting to move forward in new and exciting ways, trust yourself and dive in because it is so incredible, the things that you'll discover. And I know that because that has been my experience. So my story kind of starts, um, I'm actually going to start really early on. I'm going to share with you a bit about my childhood my story starts really one of the earliest memories that I've had is being, uh, bringing my soul into my physical body. And I share this with you in another podcast that I've already recorded, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But essentially, I had a very, very strong sense of self and a strong sense of purpose from the moment, you know, from the beginning, from the very beginning. And my soul jumped into my human form inside my mom's uterus. And I instantly felt at that moment that she had shame. And so I pulled my light 
inside. I pulled my light back in. And this is something that I've discovered very uh, recently. And that is significant to the rest of my story because one of the quotes that my husband used to tell me uh, a lot is, it's a, it's a sort of, I believe it's a Native American saying um, that for the first few years of your life, you're essentially gathering tools to put in your tool bag. And for the rest of your life, you unpack that tool bag and decide what tools you're ready to use and what's too heavy and what you want to disregard. And so that happened right at the very beginning of my life. So a huge amount of my life has been spent learning how to allow myself to shine my light and learning how to feel safe doing that. And also very significantly, learning how to shine my light without the fear of somehow hurting others, because that was the message that I got right away. If I shine my light, I will physically and emotionally hurt other people. And that is something that I no longer want to believe, but it's very deep inside. Um, And so it's something that I've been working with throughout my life and something that I'm really, you know, it's part of my life purpose, right? We come in with certain um, issues or damages or trials because it's going to actually serve us in our life purpose. So that has been something that served me because if I push against something, if I'm sort of breaking my eggshell and building my strength in that way, then I'm going to be very strong at it. So I'm going to be very luminous. And when I really, really allow myself to shine, that luminosity is going to be brilliant, right? And at times now it it is. So, um, so that's part of my story. Let's zip forward a little bit. The significant part, um, at least for this podcast of my story is that in 2012, right before my birthday, I went through a pretty massive awakening. Um, and what I mean by that is that I went through a breakup with my boyfriend at the time and the, I'm not quite sure what it was. There were all sorts of things that were happening that, um, you know, and I'm definitely not saying this at all to be critical of him as a human. He is a beautiful human, but in fact, he's a gift because some of the tension that was created through that breakup really caused me to explode into this awakening. And what was happening was that there were certain things that I could sense during this breakup because I really emotionally had a hard time with it. And I could sense certain things were happening that I couldn't see. And so it was as if my intuition was really breaking out in order for me to explore energetically what was happening in this situation. And so I was really reaching for a greater understanding uh, because I was in a lot of emotional pain. Well, things just happened really, really quickly. And as soon as this um, breakup happened, uh, things started opening up for me. And I began having visions. Um, There were a couple times where I 
parked my car because I was driving and I could feel this sense of immediacy, this sense of something coming through. Um, And those of you who have worked with your intuition or who have maybe channeled before, I was spontaneously channeling. So the first couple times that this happened, it was very visionary at the same time as that channeling, meaning I was vocalizing it. And um, the act of vocalizing it actually strengthened whatever vision I was having and whatever information I was receiving. So it was by vocalizing it, I allowed the flow of the information to come through. And so it was really fascinating. It was very fascinating both times that that happened. Um, I started, time would stop. That was another significant thing. I remember... I was part of a performance troupe, um, sort of like a vaudeville circus burlesque um, performance troupe that I was part of, and I was at rehearsal with them, and I remember just my energy, my, my vibration started humming, and it got really, really, I guess what you would call high frequency, and I was just sitting there, and it was as if time slowed down and I was watching everything in slow motion and I was completely sober. Um, my entire awakening, I was completely sober. (laughs) I can't imagine, uh, you know, having had any of those experiences induced because they were so, they were so pure and they were so intense anyway. They were so intense that it was hard enough to navigate. But this moment I remember was just absolutely blissful And I had so much peace because all of the understanding came to me at that moment because everything stood still or slowed down. It all slowed down and I could see people's um, energetic emissions, meaning the if we were to all sort of like any time that an emotion occurs, uh, like a puff of smoke comes out, well, that's sort of what I was seeing, like as if we were all flowers and we were pollinating the air with our emotions and with our thoughts. Um, and so that's what I was seeing. I was, I could sense and also internally see the energy of everyone around me. And so I would sort of look to my right and I would see, oh, these, these people are co-mingling and they have sexual feelings for each other. And then I'd look to my left and it would be, this person is feeling sort of manic because they're so worried and I could sense their mania and how, you know, that was vibrating and, um, and their focus. Uh, and in front of me, I could see, you know, some people were sad and some people were concentrating and, and I could just sense all of it. And it was so fascinating and so peaceful. And this maybe happened for 10, 15 seconds. I don't know how long it actually lasted in terms of our physical reality, but it was so profound. So that was another thing that happened right there at the beginning of my awakening. Um, I also had, and I'm going to do a separate podcast on this because this is an area where a lot of people get stuck. Um, I also had an experience with the reptilians and one night I, you know, had this really crazy meditation. Um, and, and, you know, later on that night I woke up with a start and I could sense all these beings, uh, you know, sort of searching for me. And it was very, very scary. 
Um, and I've learned a lot about uh, the reptilians and understanding duality and all of those things that sometimes we get scared of. You know, a lot of people talk about the Illuminati and all of the conspiracy theories. I really came to a deep understanding about all of that during that moment um, and subsequent moments that taught me what had happened. So I'm going to do a podcast specifically on that. So watch for that one. Um, another experience that I had was just being able to see I remember um, I had a, a a dance studio, a pole dance studio, actually, that I owned. And um, I had an employee walk towards me at one point, I remember. And it was as if two people were walking toward me. So I had her and then I had her energetic form and both were speaking to me. So it was so loud. Her energetic form was so loud that I couldn't hear her physical form. It was as if her physical form wasn't really talking because her energy form was telling me a completely different story. Um, I had so many incredible moments right there at the beginning. And this was an intense awakening. I, For those of you who have gone through an awakening and it was difficult, or maybe you're going through one now, um, I, I really, all of my relationships shifted. I lost all of my friends, meaning, meaning that they didn't know what I was going through. They couldn't understand it. And they, um, probably thought that I was being very dramatic or very weird. My language changed. Everything that I talked about changed. Um, but again, it was, I was compelled. I, I was having these experiences and I needed to talk about them and I needed to share with people. And also I was kind of losing my shit legitimately. So if people didn't want to hang out with me, I understand why, because, um, I was really, really kind of in a tumultuous place through a lot of this because everything in my life changed from the inside out, from the bottom up, completely foundational level. And as a result, all of my relationships shifted. In fact, most of the people that I knew at that time, I don't have contact with now and not out of any form of judgment. I definitely have let go of any, you know, form of judgment that I had then. Um, but just things, things changed. It was as if my, um, my foundation picked up and flew across the world and dropped me off somewhere totally different. Um, and it was much more in alignment with who I am and what I feel myself internally to be looking back. But at the time it was very painful. Um, like I said, I had a business. I ended up selling that because if I didn't sell it, which I was just very lucky to sell it, and if I hadn't sold it, I would have closed it down because I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't function as the person that I used to be. I also at the time met my twin flame and we got married. Uh, we met and within 10 days I had proposed to him and we got married six months later. It was very, very quick, but I'd never been so sure of anything in my entire life. And that by itself was so intense um, and phenomenal. It was a really cool experience. Um, we are now separated just to put that out there. 
so probably I've just discovered about three different podcasts that I need to do to tell those stories. But he is an amazing human. We're still very much um, in contact and very close. And we will always be twin flames. We hear each other's thoughts. We experience the same things at the same time. Always. Still. And he's in Bali and I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So we have a really interesting connection that's never far apart. Um, so that all occurred. So I sold my business. I got married to my twin flame and we just started traveling the world because he had just been through an awakening. His started about a year before mine and neither of us could really function in the world (laughs) as it was. And so we just traveled, um, and he's retired military. So we were able to travel a lot and just live off of his pension. And we did it very, very cheaply, but we went everywhere. We went to Southeast Asia and down to South America. And through those travels, I was able to shed my old life. And this took three years, three or four years to really shed the previous me and to allow myself to be in this new awakened conscious understanding of the world and life. Um, and anyone who's lived one long day, one long day of things that maybe are frustrating or difficult or not quite understood or even blissful, you know how long a day is. And so you know how long three years is. (laughs) And we've all had these experiences where, you know, our life has shifted. Um, At least I hope that. I hope that for everyone because it is phenomenal. It is really beautiful. It's difficult, but beautiful. And I went through those three years and really, really deeply shifted everything in my life. I look at pictures of myself before my awakening and I look at myself now and I look at myself within those three years, everything about me changed. My physical body changed. My face looks different um, from before. You know, everything shifted. My internal structure shifted. I began meditating and I love meditating. I began practicing conscious channeling and, um, and, you know, like I said, travel, discovered myself in a very new way, um, and met people all over the world, by the way, all over the world. And this was like 2012, 2013, 2014, every country that we went into, people would secretly confide. They'd hear us talking about awakening because, you know, Uh, my husband and I, we had each other. And so we didn't feel self-conscious about talking about these things. And so many people do. Most people, no matter what sort of spiritual experience they've had, they don't want to look totally wacko. And so they don't talk about it. Um, Or maybe it's very sacred to them. And so they don't talk about it. But either way, everywhere across the world that we went, people would pull us aside or they would sort of under you know, with a quiet tone, they would share their stories with us. And I will tell you, this is global. I have experienced this firsthand. People all around the world, from every walk of life, from every culture, are experiencing awakenings. And it has been happening for a while, but on a massive scale, it has been happening. I would say 2012 was a huge wave 
and we've gone through many, many waves since then. And there were waves previous to mine that I wasn't aware of previous to the 2012 awakening. I want to say 2008 was a big one. Um, I know the 90s were really, really a, a huge role of awakening for a lot of people. So uh, it's been fascinating. It's been really fascinating to live the life that I have and to see across the world and everywhere that I've lived, because I've lived in a lot of different places, even um, outside of traveling, and to just talk to people and see and hear their awakening stories and and to see the consciousness shift. And I'll leave you with this at the end of this episode, that right now, you know, we are a part of the world and we're seeing things happen on the physical plane. We're seeing, um, you know, life happening as usual. And we might be afraid of certain things. We might be worried as we see certain things like politics. You know, I know politics right now, there are a lot of laws being passed around abortion and around, um, you know, gay rights and just so many things. So many things are shifting. Um, a lot of people are very scared, no matter what side of the political spectrum you believe to be on, you know, it really, I don't care. Um, it's not something that I invest into in terms of, um, I don't fault people no matter where they are. It it really doesn't matter to me because what I wanted to say about that is don't be afraid. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid or scared of what's happening in the world because I can promise you that on many different levels, multidimensionally, things are shifting and they're shifting in a big, beautiful way. And regardless of what we're seeing, it's important that we recognize that it's not all stuff that we can see that is happening. And if we back up, if we back up and we have a slightly more global or multidimensional perspective and we allow ourselves to sort of blur our vision a little bit and see the full picture, we would see that things are going to be okay. And that things are progressing just perfectly. And actually that it's really, really beautiful. And in the midst of all of this, even if it gets super, super crazy, which I don't want it to do because I am still a human and I don't want to exist in craziness. But even if it did, we are eternal beings. We are multidimensional beings. We are existing on all planes at once. And if we can pull our perspective out, then we feel good. Then we recognize how beautiful this moment is, no matter what's happening in our lives. And so I'll leave you with that. Everything's good. Everything is amazing. Life is such an adventure for us to be part of. And I can't wait to share with you the next podcast episode. Um, And until then, take care. All right. Bye-bye.